Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cyberspin. I'm Rob Teague, the manager of CMMC Services, and as always, it's great to have you guys back with us. We have a great episode today for you, and it's all about managed services. Before we dive into that conversation, I first want to introduce some of the security experts that are on with us today. As always with me is Dr. Thomas Graham, our Vice President and CISO. He's also a lead assessor and provisional instructor here at Redspin. Joining us today is Steve Akers. He is the CISO of Clearwater Security, our parent company. But more importantly, he's the Chief Technology Officer for the managed services here at Redspin. Also with us is John Fitch. He is our Azure Cloud Guru of the IT managed services here at Redspin. This conversation is hopefully going to help you guys kind of figure out some of the confusion that's going on with managed services. With that, uh, we'll jump right into the conversation here and we're gonna go right to Steve Akers. Let's break down for our listeners the differences between an MSS, an MSP, an MSSP, et cetera. Yeah, there's a lot of soup there, isn't there? <laughs> And I think there's a lot of confusion out there because I think a number of people that are providing one of those services kind of want to shift over to the other. And so usually when you think of managed services or managed uh, security provider, you're most of the time talking about IT services. So managing uh, my infrastructure or my IT environment, patching and uh, managing my servers, things of that nature. Now, obviously with cloud services, it's it's migrated slightly, obviously, into managing those particular areas as well. Um, and then you have a managed security service provider, um, which really is focused on providing security-related services, right? Understanding, uh, you know, uh, endpoint detection and response or uh, logging infrastructure, vulnerability management, depending on what they try to do. But there's really kind of divider. Now, some MSPs may try to lean over into managed security services or add that functionality. But in the traditional sense, MSP is IT. MSSP is focused in security. Got you. And would it also help if we kind of explained that managed services was like, you know, day-to-day -day operations that somebody like you, Steve, or, or John, you know, kind of take care of on a day-to-day -day basis, which is the IT support you're talking about. And then the managed security services is almost like a full-time monitoring of, a, of the environment. Oh, yeah, yeah, correct? for sure. Awesome. Okay, we'll transition since you mentioned cloud, Steve, and let's jump over to John Fitch here. Why would an organization pursue a cloud environment? They want to uh, boost their skills, especially in security and compliance. It takes a, a large team to be able to manage multiple firewalls, logs, distribution, compliance levels, auditing, et cetera. The clouds provide services for automation, provide easy access, provide access to experts you don't have the money for, but it's an extensible data center solution. It provides immediate access to things instead of provisioning things out for months or waiting for a year for a budget for a firewall. You can piecemeal things. And those are the core concepts that usually drive people to cloud in the first place. Azure specifically is spending a lot of time driving CMMC and working along compliance spaces to make sure those things are functionally accessible and uh, a reality as well. So basically, if they're limited in IT staff, budgeting, resources, et cetera, 
might be a great option for them. Thomas, I know that you and I have done numerous joint assessments so far prior to CMMC launching. We've already started to see some trends across the organizations that we've assessed thus far. Kind of describe to us what we're seeing as far as the environments organizations are kind of implementing right now. Oh, do you have a couple hours, Rob? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, generally in the environment, there's three things. You know, there's either organizations that have entirely on-prem solutions. There's organizations that operate entirely in the cloud, and then you have those that have a mix of the two. We're seeing is those organizations that have taken the initiative to create that that enclave, if you will, that that contained environment to where their CUI is going to live and breathe, and, and more specifically for CMMC, accounting for all the storing, processing, and transmitting of CUI, they're able to identify a very explicit boundary. And the reason why that's important is because the boundary, that's your area of engagement for a CMMC or even a joint surveillance assessment. Without having that, that boundary clearly defined, now the assessors may go fishing, maybe they'll There'll be other areas that you thought was supposed to be in there that wasn't included with it, which is a lot in a lot of the cases, all of the on-prem environments. I, I know that the organizations we've assessed, at least for those that have have put through the effort to get their on-prem environments, hopefully up to CMMC standards, the the assessment had has been I. Rougher isn't the best analogy, probably, but probably it's been more difficult for them, especially in the earlier goings, whereas with the Enclave approach, with, with using cloud services, with using, you know, those types of technologies, it's very confined, it's very contained, and they've been able to get through those those CMMC practice areas a lot more smoothly than the organizations that have tried to to do it themselves on-prem. Yeah, I think just kind of tying the three concepts together, right, that you just asked us about, when you think about it, especially with Microsoft, I think they wholeheartedly have done the best at embracing what the CMMC requirements are, helping communicate, hey, this is what we do versus what you will need to do. So it makes it easy for you to understand and, and not to imply by any means that this process is easy because it isn't. No matter what you do, even if you do things in, you know, in the Azure environment, et cetera, it's never easy, but they've made it easier. The goal of the government and the DOD was to have a functionally secure, true CMMC environment, not just an audit or a compliance checklist. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's, and, that's a good point. Yeah. It needs to work. And they've, they've focused on that. They've brought in the right features to allow you to still function as a business, but still meet the requirements. You guys are spot on. That's exactly what Thomas and I are looking for, you know, as assessors, when we come in to do the assessment is, are you just checking the block or is this an environment that is living and breathing and you're interacting daily with it? Right. So yeah. speaking of the clouds and stuff like that, so we, we're running into a lot of clients that have either zero CUI that they know of, clients that have some CUI that they know of, and clients that have a lot of CUI. How difficult is that to go from an on-prem environment and migrating all that data to a cloud? <laughs> I, won't, I won't steal your thunder there, but I think you hit the nail on the head is that how much CUI do they actually have? Right? And where does it exist? <laughs> Um, some things are just going to be easier to migrate right into into Azure uh, into a cloud environment than others. So I, I don't know. There's a definitive answer of what of how hard it is or isn't. A lot of it depends on what the individual clients involved. But 
if you choose the right, uh, you know, MSSP or MSP that's part of these services, they're going to be able to help you guide you through that. They're going to be able to speak about what the impact is. Heck, they even know what CUI stands for, which is really a benefit. <laughs> and so it's going to help you to get to the right answers. It comes down to, are there easy tools? Yes, there are. Microsoft provides data loss prevention strategies and CUI tagging methodologies, et cetera, that extend on-prem, even extend out to the cell phone and the laptops and the USB keys. But having just like an audit, that person who has the role and responsibility to tag, consistently changing the org, who's responsible for that, keeping that data loss prevention strategy up, up to date across different environments, on-prem, off-prem, hybrid, bring your own device. It's a large job that's not to be underestimated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so both of you brought up great points. Is a great segue into the next question is, there are not many managed service providers out there that are also authorized C3PAOs. What are some of the advantages for the listeners and, and others out there that may be contemplating using Redspin because we are a C3PAO and we now have sure. this managed service. So what are some of the advantages of that? So Steve, if I may, let me just kind of start out here with saying, Rob and I, you, you and I have talked in the past, uh, you know, about CUI, what is CUI? What constitutes it? I don't remember that conversation, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> We've also talked about, you know, DFAR 7012, which is the overarching requirements that are currently DIB organizations are held accountable to. Let's be completely honest. DFAR 7012 has been enforced since December 31st of 2017. What we're seeing now is a lot of organizations, even though they may have thought they were, as they're getting into the details of it, they're they're finding, holy cow, I don't really know if I have been doing this for the last six years. So now the questions come in, you know, what should I do? How should I do this? And one of the, the advantages, at least I see with cloud, is if you don't know where it's at in your environment, start out this way. Where do you want it to be? How do you want to confine it? Create that environment and then start moving your stuff to it. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, to answer your specific question, you know, one of the benefits of having a C3PAO behind a, an environment like this is that we have went through the training. We We've been through the assessments. We know what organizations are looking for. We know what questions you're going to be asked. We know, you know, to almost a granular degree, what each of those objectives, what you're looking for or an assessor is looking for in the, in the assessments. So with having that knowledge behind, you know, your cloud provider, your MSP, your MSSP, that provides an additional level of assurance that, hey, they can help get me from point A to, to point Z. And I say to point Z because there's many steps in between, but that it provides that, that level of assurance, which anybody in the DOD knows the term assurance that you're looking for. And Steve, I don't know if, if you have a different opinion or if that kind no, of, no, I think I, this, this is the analogy that I use when these kind of conversations come up, right? We have people that are listening to us, obviously here very much in the department of defense basis. You have people that are in healthcare basis, et cetera. What do they want on the other side of the table? When I'm in a particular vertical healthcare department of defense, the person I'm talking to, I want to know is also an expert in my field. 
because that means that I feel like, hey, I can speak my language. You understand what's going on. Well, now you've got a situation where you've got CMMC. They don't, they're not necessarily the experts. They're trying to get expertise. So what better place to go than somebody that knows how to secure your environment, that knows how to build out a strategy and a plan to manage your IT and make sure that it's done as well as it's supposed to be. And oh, by the way, also can speak the language that you're looking to get support for in CMMC. I mean, it's a great scenario. And uh, anybody in this space that's not trying to go after that or doesn't have that as a requirement for their MSP or MSSP, I think they're missing something. It leads to better automation, better views, better single pane of glass too. Having the right infrastructure, the right guidance, the right assessment, the right architecture leads you with a functional way to view everything going on in your environment because without those that guidance and without that mssp and without that assessment or that simple things as this person's in charge of and this is the assessment you need to do you wind up with an automation or multiple pieces of software or multiple errors it, things just spin out of control at a faster and faster rate and so having that guidance allows you to have a single pane of glass have less software have less controls have less effort and more automation if I can give you a specific example, Rob, you need security folks to understand IT. You know, the shoot ever since I, I've been in cybersecurity has been security needs to be earlier in, in the development life cycles for software services and systems. So having security that understands, you know, that IT component is, is kind of imperative. And my specific example for you, I'm going to use Microsoft. There's this functionality called AppLocker. It's very powerful. It's very granular. If you don't understand AppLocker and what it entails, when you turn it on, you are going to have a very bad day. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> the The other thing, just you know, my two cents of why I think the the advantages are there to have an MSP that's also a C3PAO is, as we mentioned earlier, it's not a check the block because as you mentioned, Steve, the experts, the knowledge is there. And so when you rely on that, it's something you can utilize daily. I, I do want to go real quick as drawing towards our end here, but can you talk about the scalability of what we provide for customers? What are some of the conversations they're having? What are some of the things they're looking for, for you to do? Yeah, I, I think that's really about my business is producing my widget. That's what I do, right? And so that's what mm -hmm. our customers, that's what their expertise are. That's why they have the contracts that they've got. And so they're looking to us and saying, hey, we need to do this more securely, but it's not my wheelhouse. You want me to produce a widget? I'm your guy or I'm your gal. You want me to do all of these things in a, in a most secure, in a most efficient IT world? That's not their wheelhouse. And so that's what they're coming to us for is basically saying, hey, can you help me solve this problem? But then the added challenge is, can you do it in a way that also ensures that I'm in alignment with this requirement, right? With CMMC. And, uh, and, and that's at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. So, you know, we, I, I've been on, Thomas and I have been on quite a few calls with, with this team and, and with uh, customers. So some of them come to you with uh, more than just a, hey, I'm going to hire you. Some of them come with you with, hey, we have this on our endpoints and we're going to manage that. We'd like you to do blah, blah, blah. So can you go through and pick and choose for, you know, we'll, we'll do this. If you do this, we'll do this kind of thing. It's one of those particular things. And usually the conversation evolves into, and I always make this joke to people. I'm like, all right, it's 3 a.m. Christmas day. 
the bad guy is doing something. Do you want me calling you to resolve that, or do you want me not dealing with it on your behalf? Unfortunately, what that also means is that if you want me doing it on your behalf, I need the visibility. We need the context. We need the, the perspectives to best understand what's really going on to make the best decision. There is value in having it all under one umbrella, and it's only magnified when you also include the IT aspects of this, where, you know, an MSP side of this is saying, hey, you know what, I'm not an Azure expert, but I know I, being in here is, it can make my life easier towards this compliance requirement. Let's deal with one group that can touch on all of it. We had some of the highest skilled people you can imagine at PlayStation DevOps and uh, Heart Medical DevOps and Oculus DevOps. And every team I've worked with understood the same thing you could hire 30 expert engineers and still not have enough people to run a cloud or multi-premise infrastructure just on the infrastructure and automation and security, not even getting to the compliance and data compliance. So yeah. scaling teams, scaling efficiencies, making things easy, Azure is committed. I know this team is committed when you want to do it right and the first time. This is it. I, I just <laughs> want to point out, Rob and I should have been committed a long time ago, Fish. So. <laughs> no, I brought that question up for a specific reason, because one of the main things I enjoy when I'm on a call with, with you, John and Steve, is that clients will, or potential clients will have all these questions and they're just bombarding you with questions, right? Yep. And they're trying to scale what they want to do versus what you guys are going to do. And for most of them, they just hire an MSP and fire and forget and let them handle it. But yep. I asked you guys that question and I, I really wanted to bring that out of you, Steve, because now I'm going to point it out to our listeners. If you notice, Steve didn't talk about, you know, yes, we can do this. Yes, we can do that. Yet he focused more on, but what are you doing for the rest of it? Because we care about the security just That's as it. much as you do. Yep, right. that's exactly right. It is, yes, we're, you're paying us to deliver a certain service if you're a customer of ours, no doubt about that. But we don't stop there, right? We, we understand these things. I mean, guys, we were just on a conversation earlier with a customer, right? Was, he's like, what do I do here? Yeah. <laughs> right? It wasn't a billable, payable thing. It was, no. okay, what do you, what, what's the issue? And, and Rob, you said it's like, hey, I like to problem solve. I like to do that. And, and, and we enjoy doing that. We want mm -hmm. to feel like we're engaged with, our customers to know that, hey, we understand this industry. We also have a pretty good understanding of what their challenges are. And probably a lot of those people that are listening, we understand a lot of what your challenges are. And so let us leverage our experience to help you in a lot of these areas. And it may be in places where we don't sell a service. We don't sell a solution, you know, but we can right. say, this is the path you want to take for that. This is the right way. And it doesn't mean you have to do it with us, but this is the right direction. And believe me, we do that often. We have a oh, lot yeah. of potential customers that come in and ask us, you know, well, what, what to get to the finish line. Can we do this? Can we do this? And then, you know, they're, they're shopping around. I would too. I would look at other MSPs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's what they're doing. And we don't have an issue with that. All we care about is that you secure your stuff. That's but right. I do want to, I do want to point out that conversation today is like many of our conversations where they particularly walked out of that conversation with, wow, I have been all over the internet. I have searched this. I've watched thousands of videos. I've done this. I haven't received answers, direct answers to my questions until I met with you guys. And yeah. that's well, what he, I love he about this. I followed up team. with an email and said, he's like, Steve, you told me you were bringing the crew. And I told him, I said, listen, I'm bringing the crew. 
No matter what you bring to the table, we're gonna we should be able to have the answer. And I felt really confident about that. And he conveyed back to me. He's like, "You guys helped me answer what I needed to know, and and we've got a plan forward." And that's that's the game. The other key to that is we all enjoy working together, right? So uh, we try to bring those good times to our clients. This is a very stressful environment we're dealing with, so humor helps break that monotony up. So with that, we're going to try to start to close out here. I do want to point a couple things out. Join us on some future events that we're talking about here. We're, we're actually working on some podcasts with John Fitch. You saw it today. The expertise he brings you know, from the cloud environment, all the different parameters that are involved with it, he's just a wealth of knowledge. So we'd like to bring, you know, maybe get in the ditch with Fitch set of podcasts where he can come out and share his expertise. So of course, we'll bring Steve back in here. I, I know you guys, if we don't bring Thomas, many of you are going to drop the podcast altogether. So <laughs> but with that, I do want to remind everybody, as we always do, you're not alone in this journey. There are to date 44 C3PAOs that can assist you along this process. We would hope that you would choose Redspin simply because we are very knowledgeable at what we do, but we like to have fun while we're doing it, which makes the assessments so much more comfortable as you're going through it. So don't go through this alone. Reach out to us. You've met now the entire team. And you can see the uh, camaraderie we have together. We'd love to bring that to your organization. So with that, Thank you again for listening. Join us again next time. Be careful, be safe, be dangerous, be deadly.